You're listening to the podcast series for the 2017 Shalom Sydney Jewish Fighters Festival. I'd like to welcome Amy Gottlieb to the Shalom Sydney Jewish Writers Festival podcast. Hello. Hello, nice to be here. Now, Amy, your book, uh, The Beautiful Possible, has received critical acclaim. Um, for those don't, that don't know what it's about, can you give us a bit of a pricey? Uh, sure. It's a uh, post-war braided love story in America um, between a German-Jewish... Uh, man who escapes the uh, the Shoah, spends some time in a sanctuary at Tagore's ashram in India, and makes his way to New York City, where he connects with a young rabbinical student named Saul Karam, as well as um, Saul Karam's fiance Rosalie. And the three of them form a braided love story and stay intertwined for the rest of their lives. What prompted you to write this story? Is it any sort of historical or personal relationship to it? So I first really wanted to consider the question, how does the world go on after tragedy and trauma, right? The big Jewish question (laughs) for all of us. Um, And it led me to these characters. And at first I was very intrigued by this character of Walter Westhouse, the German man, German-Jewish man, and I wanted to find out his journey. Um, and then along the way, realized I also wanted to write about a an American conservative Masorti rabbi, conserv- congregational rabbi, and his wife, who was caught between tradition and feminism um, in the 60s and 70s. So that's how it all morphed together. And then these characters became a great vehicle for uh, carrying lots of ideas about faith and feminism and marriage and desire and um, a lot of Jewish concepts as well. I love the description of, of braided, um, intertwined, because obviously, obviously the link to hair and colour. You know, oh, but, nice. But it's also the, it's a great descriptor of being intertwined. Um, now, you, it, it's a vast book. It's over eras and a few different countries. How did you research um, well, I found out about um, Tagore's ashram and that element of the story just through um, reading some essays about German Jews who had actually found sanctuary in India after the war. And I found the story of a man named Alex Aronson who actually spent time at this ashram. And once I knew that, I knew that would be Walter's story as well. Um, but there's always a... Um, a caution about not spending too much time researching and in the archives, just sort of the rabbit hole for novelists, because it can often be a lot more fun to do oral histories and read archives and go through old microfilms and such um, than actually sitting down and writing. So, so you, you, you run Writers' Workshops. In fact, you're about to deliver one mm-hmm. here. What's your methodology in in the snapshot, not to take away from the two-hour writer's workshop, but how do you you get things together? What's some guidance for some young writers? I think the important thing is to get people to um, find a sense of voice and find where the energy might be in their story and in the prose and in the language and follow um, where their instinct takes them because often that's where the truest or most important story might lie. Do you think the story has got a life of its own, or do you 
do the words come out or is it all about the planning? Um, so I think the story always has a life of its own and often the story and especially the characters take over. Um, but a tremendous amount happens in revision. Everything is, is what you do after you have that first draft. Is your writing at all influenced by your own family's history? Um, somewhat. I mean, I think that's probably true for every writer in some way. So um, in this novel, for example, the setting of the suburban synagogue is in a, a New York suburb. And um, I pulled from the memory of my childhood synagogue and suburb for that. Okay. And the role of women in Judaism is always something that's, you know, de- depending on who you are, who you talk to, and, you know, how it's presented. What, 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 what's, how, how's that represented in this book? So Rosalie, um, in many ways, is more qualified to be a congregational rabbi than her husband. But in the 50s and the 60s, there was no way for a woman to have that life. So that, a lot of that tension is expressed in the book. A generation later, their child, Maya, becomes a rabbi, a new kind of rabbi. She doesn't have a, tra- a congregation. Um, and she's able to fulfill that dream. So um, leadership, the rabbinic leadership, has changed significantly um, in over the, a generation, and that's reflected in my book as well. Who do you read? Oh gosh, I read everybody, anybody I can learn from. Um, like a lot of writers, I tend not to read for entertainment. I read to um, be inspired and to learn. So I always come back to my favorite writers: Virginia Woolf, mm-hmm. Michael Ondaatje, um, Marilyn Robinson. Um, Amos O's, Davi Grossman, the list goes on and on. Those are just a few. Do you have any mentors? So my mentors are, um, I've had a lot of mentors over the years. And um, some of my mentors are writers who I've never met. Mm. Some of my mentors are friends who are writers and we teach each other. Um, so mentorship is always 